The hit a big scratcher from the Virginia Lottery could be a big hit for you. The game gives you the chance to win up to $1 million. Virginia Lottery Scratchers. Everyday wins. Visit a lottery retailer near you. For odds and more information, visit VALottery.com. boys we're here on this fine tuesday morning it is episode 280 wow wow (laughs) i would love to announce that i have officially a brand new sound on the board are you ready to hear it matt i am always ready all right i'm about to hit you with it oh music's going there oh music's still going there let me London ride. Yes. <laughs> let's let's get that out of there and let's end that sound. And then let's we're you're, you're hearing all this live. This there's not cutting this out. This is just not a cut. Not no no cut in sight here. You ready for this? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, shouts man, to the that. the fine folks at Bowling Media can't really say our friends, but they don't dislike us. No, and we don't dislike them. Um, so, guys, this is the binge boys. <laughs> the intro always gets just botched, but that's okay. That's that's what we're here for to just completely botch stuff. But we're also here <laughs> about movies and TV. How about that segue? Yep. Uh, so, for those of you who don't know what the binge boys is, listen up. I'll tell you all about it. So, every Tuesday, Matt and Tanner and I, minus Tanner today. Uh, we get together and we talk about what's hot in TV and film. That's what we do. It's plain and simple, just all it is. Yep. TV and movies from three guys who uh, we don't come at it from a hard critic's perspective. We just talk about if things are enjoyable or not. Sure. And whether it's worth your time in an age where, you know, streaming is everything and there's tons of content and there's tons of streaming services. You're probably overwhelmed at times, like we are, of like, what, what am I going to put my my time into? You know, when I have spare time to watch with the, whether your significant other or your kids or whatever it is, you, you know, there's tons of options, and we just kind of narrow it down and tell you what's worth it and what's not. Got to make sure your uh, time's in, uh, well spent. It's an investment. Absolutely, time is money, Matt. That's what they say. <laughs> time is money. Matt just did the chicken. Things. The Johnny Manziel, yeah. That's it. That's it. The Johnny Manziel. <laughs> uh, so that's our that's our premise. That's what we do on Thursdays. We typically release every once in a while a little bonus episode. Things have been uh, not coming out as frequent as they usually do. There's been things that have been going on in you know our lives. We just get busy and, and things happen. And you know Thursday episodes are awesome when you get them. Uh, I like to think of our Thursday episodes as car insurance. Ooh, I like it. It's it's except you're not paying; they're completely free. <laughs> uh, we're not charging you sixty, seventy, eighty, ninety dollars a month for 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 anything. Instead, yeah, uh, it's one of those things that's when you don't have it, you know, it, it's fine. But when you need it, and when it appears on your feed in the morning on Thursdays, you're like, oh, thank God I have that. Yep. Thank goodness I'm subscribed. So with that said, make sure on Apple and Spotify, you're subscribed, following, whatever the terminology is. And on both of those platforms, if you want, go ahead and shoot us a little review. It, it's uh, it's just nice to get feedback from people. That's the main source of feedback. Uh, so, so please go do so. And then, and maybe even most importantly, go follow us on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. The handle is across all the same, and it's just at Binge Boys Pod. And that's where you're going to get reviews, uh, video content, you name it, new episode announcement, posts, whatever, it goes up on those platforms. So be sure to follow along and check it out there. And lastly, just tell a friend, like we said at the top, we just want to let you know what's worth your time and what's not. We watch a ton of stuff so you don't either 
so that you don't have to, or so that you hear what we say and you say, you know what, maybe I am going to throw on Turning Red this weekend for my kids. They'll enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of Turning Red, we'll talk about that later. But uh, that's it for intro stuff. So we can just fire right into a headline that dropped last week. You know, Disney Disney's Investor Day was this last week. And unlike the year before, not much happened. Uh, in fact, very close to nothing happened. We didn't get much footage, if any, except for the, the Obi-Wan trailer, which we'll talk about in a couple minutes. But the news that surprisingly, you know, on a day that pushes Disney forward, Warner Brothers just announced things that just pull them back after a ton of success with the Batman too. Just kind of weird timing on this announcement here. Uh, it says that Warner Brothers release dates, uh, they shuffle a ton of release dates, mostly DC properties, uh, but a couple other Warner Brothers films as well. You're uh, you're counting Wonka in as a DC property because that's Candy Joker, correct? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> so in this article from Deadline here, uh, it says that uh, Warner Brothers made a slew of release date moves for high-profile movies today. Deadline hears that the changes are due in part because of VFX COVID-related delays. As in, their VFS, VFX artists, uh, they're either understaffed or they're down for the count or previous you know, people getting sick weeks or months or however long ago delayed the projects. Um, and Matt, before I talk yeah. about the dates... Did we not just see the Batman? And I don't know about your screening. Did we just get about a 30-second teaser of all of the DC movies coming out in 2022? Yeah, it was the same uh, the same Super Bowl spot, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, but yeah, g- give them the details, and then I have, I have a take on this. Yeah, so first of which, the monumental and highly anticipated DC League of Super Pets... <laughs> Uh, moves from May 20th of this year to July 29th. Uh, The Flash moves from November 4th of this year to June 23rd of next year. This is now the sixth delay the the Flash has seen. Matt, to put it in perspective, the original release date for The Flash was uh, in like 2015. (laughs) I mean... Damn well, well, almost seven, eight years ago. Dude... I just hope Ezra Miller has been getting paid like in perpetuity. Like if his agent somehow negotiated, it's like you're going to get a weekly stipend between filming starts and film release. He's just stacking it. Yeah, I hope so because the guy, <laughs> the guy's just waiting for his movie to premiere at this point. Right. Um, Aquaman, the lost kingdom moves from December 16th of this year to March 17th of next year. Uh, Wonka, uh, moves from March 17th, 2023 to December 15th, 2023. Monumental moves here. And then, oddly enough, uh, Shazam! Fury of the Gods moves up from June 2nd, 2023 to December 16th, 2022. <laughs> it comes cl- six months closer. The people just need their Shazam, Logan. And Matt... Just to top it all off, if you're upset about these really stacious Warner Brothers, you know what? The sequel to the hit 2000 and whatever movie, The Meg, starring yeah. the shark, the giant shark that just killed a bunch of people. And Dwight. The release date, The Meg 2, colon, The Trench, has been set for August 4th, 2023. Matt, I want to hear your take. So... I feel like this was always going to happen. Like they knew this a while ago, but they were like, all right, let's see what people think about the Batman because it's kind of a win-win. I mean, there's, there's a spin either way. It comes out, people don't like it or responses mixed. They can be like, oh man, we, we had a lot of just like commonalities between this and our other, uh, other superhero properties. So we'll, we're going to retool them. We'll push them back, but we'll make sure they're, they're better than this stinker. But than the universe we're living in they're just coasting off the goodwill that this movie has that uh the batman has like okay they need to we we need them to like just 
trust the process and take their time, but uh, that they can do it. Yeah. So, so you're, you're in part with me also thinking that this might not be COVID delay related at all. This is, there's, there's something else going on here. I mean, maybe that's always possible, but they could probably say that no matter what's the delay and it's believable and valid at this point. So, yeah, this is, this is weird, man. Especially the fact that Shazam got moved up six months. Yeah. That's the weird one here. That's really weird. Like to me. And of course, because of COVID, you know, all these movies got delayed and delayed and delayed. So I'm pretty sure with the exception of the flash, uh, and maybe Aquaman. I think these movies are done, so they're just waiting to be released at this point. I think The Flash is still getting its after, you know, post production stuff. Mm-hmm. Aquaman too, but I'm pretty sure maybe not Wonka because that's a far away date. Right. M and DC's Super Pets, <laughs> they've been done for a minute, I think, and oh, and this. This uh, this article did not include this bullet point. Uh, Black Adam also July right. 29th to October 21st, and he announced that on his Instagram. And I watched that video today, and the way he put it just made it sound like, oh, you know, we're we're shifting dates, we're doing, we're making decisions, and 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 the you know the Rock could make anything sound positive. Sure. Uh, but the more interesting thing here, Matt, and a lot of people are talking about this, and a lot of people are worried that Warner Brothers put Shazam on December 16th. Do you know what also releases December 16th of this year? Sounds familiar, but I can't remember off the top of my head. I'll, I'll fill you in. It's a little movie that we've been waiting on a sequel for damn near 10 years, and that's Avatar. Ooh. So this sends two messages, and we'll leave the people at that. Please let us know what you think. Uh, discussion in the comments. Does this mean that Warner Brothers is so confident in Shazam 2 that they're like, you know what? Avatar 2 ain't got nothing on us. Or are they saying this movie isn't that great? So we're going to quietly release it kind of alongside a movie that's probably going to be seen two, three, four times maybe by a lot of audiences. Yeah. Like the first movie. I know people went, the reason Avatar made so much money is because people went back and back and back and back to see it. Mm-hmm. Are you afraid of Shazam 2 being dog do? I mean, it's being pit against probably, I mean, not really like an anti- I wouldn't say it's hotly anticipated, but like people have known it's coming. And like you said, it was a huge movie and Shazam just sort of in the cultural everything is maybe like a C tier superhero. <laughs> so, and it's not only that is a sequel to a movie that was medium okay. positive reviewed. Like it's probably fine but they maybe they just won't i don't know man when i see decisions like this you gotta take into fact that like let's think about majority of and let's just think about america right here no other countries like the majority of americans when a movie comes out they'll the average american i I read up on this study the other day actually the average american goes to the movies six times during the year okay and you gotta think in december People are spending more money than usual. People are buying gifts, going on trips, yada, yada, yada. Are they going to spend the extra money to see Shazam? Or do you think if, I mean, I'll, I'll ask you, Matt, you're, you're, you're seeing one movie that weekend, which is it? Oh, it's going to be, um, it's Avatar for sure. The sa- same, same here. I mean, yeah. It makes me worried about Shazam because I, I I enjoyed the first Shazam. I thought it was a lot of fun. Zachary Levi is just really likable. But, sure, but I'm I'm scared for this movie release, man. That it seems just at least put it out the week before or the week after. Make it a Christmas Day release or something. Yeah, could I uh, can I make a little tangent here? Just like a dumb question, yeah. I could probably Google. I thought Black Adam was a Shazam villain. 
he is a, sh- a Shazam villain. Okay. Then well, so, what are we doing here? I, right. <laughs> Part of me thinks I, I was reading up on Twitter and they said something like, Maybe they're moving Shazam up because Shazam ties in with Black Adam and they're trying to establish that connection. But Yeah. Mm. But I don't know. L- Logan is aggressively uh, shrugging right now. Could yeah. not be shrugging harder. Yeah, just I, I just don't know. So we'll have to see, man. I mean, just it's just so weird, man. The Batman is doing so well critically and fan-wise and it's making a lot of money and then boom. Yep. Pushing all of our movies back. It just seems like an odd move. but So weird. Could be COVID delays. And if, if that's the case, then I hope they finish the movies in a fast way. And I don't know if they could they could come out and be like, yeah, actually, we finished all of our stuff. Let's let's move the dates up again. But Yeah, they always, they always could. But if they're only doing that to Shazam 2 to build in an excuse for why it disappoints at the box office. Yeah. Well, either way, we'll have to keep an eye out on it. Uh, the first of those movies is the DC League of Super Pets, and that comes out in July. And that movie stars uh, Dwayne Johnson as yep. Superman. I'm pretty sure it's got Kevin Hart, Kate McKinnon, John Krasinski, Diego Luna, Ben Schwartz, Keanu Reeves plays Batman. Uh, I didn't know I was getting two Batman this year. Right? Yeah. I was going to get four, but the Flash got delayed again. <laughs> um. So I guess we'll just. You know, we'll see. I mean, mm-hmm. sucks, but I thought we were going to get some awesome DC movies, especially from that Super Bowl spot that they spent probably a ton of money on. They're, they're not happy about they, that. They didn't make this decision overnight, Matt. Like, they, chances are they were chopping this trailer up and talking yeah. about this yeah. at the same time. So you got to think, I wonder why. I don't know. Either way. Let us know. What do you think about the shift? Do you think it's COVID related? Do you think they're just not done with the movies? What do you think about Shazam going up against Aqu- uh, Avatar? What What's the thoughts? Comment on the post. Comment. Uh, tag us on Twitter. Just let us know what you think. Okay. So with that said, there was one really cool thing that came out of uh, the Disney Investor Day. And that was the one thing I think a lot of people were really hoping that came out of it. And it was, yes, we finally got the first trailer for the Obi-Wan Kenobi t- uh, TV show that's going to go out onto Disney Plus on May, oh gosh, I'm botching this, May 25th. 25th? Yeah. Yeah. Matt. Hello there indeed. Yeah, absolutely. Matt, what do you uh, What do you think? What What do you think of the show or the, the oh, trailer? It looks really cool. Even as a non-Mando non-rebels viewer which seem like sort of the two big touch points that everyone's super excited about the the crossover with just more just more ewan mcgregor um is always a good thing and do those inquisitors look sick yeah yeah absolutely i i think the same thing man i think this looks freaking awesome and Mm -hmm. it just like moon knight is being advertised as a limited series so I'm wondering if, like, from the get-go, they were like, we're going to do six episodes, one season. Each episode is going to be, like, an hour, which I'm, I'm cool with. Yeah. Uh, just like you said, the more Ewan McGregor I get in my life is is absolutely something I think we all want. I mean, he's such a likable actor. And, and, the, and we've been just calling the fans of Star Wars have been divided a lot recently. But if there's one thing or two things we can unite around, it's A, The Mandalorian is awesome, and B... Ewan McGregor kills it as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yep, he is. He's the one true Obi-Wan. No offense to, uh, <laughs> what's his, Alec Guinness? Yeah, yeah. The gentleman who played him in, what, uh, A New Hope? New Hope. So I'm wondering, ah, there's so many awesome shots of this trailer, man. I love yep. the shot of him looking through the binoculars, watching young Luke play at his aunt and uncle's house. Really young Luke was definitely um what a lot of people were pointing out it's like oh we're we're really not that far no and also just almost like the parallels between him finding a young anakin and almost around they they look around the same age just like a young 10 year old boy and he i wonder if he's almost just oh man i'm I'm wondering how (laughs) because 
my, my thoughts are going everywhere. You know, he goes from Revenge of the Sith, and we don't know. I mean, we see him in Clone Wars, obviously, mm-hmm. but I guess Clone Wars is before Revenge of the Sith. My bad. <laughs> but Revenge of the Sith, it just ends, and then, you know, of course, the original Star Wars, he's just this old guy. And I, I want to know immediately, does he immediately live or leave the planet that he fought Anakin on and just go to Tatooine and and immediately start scouting and looking for Anakin and Padme's son? Does he talk? To, do you think Natalie, what are the chances Natalie Portman's in this show for like an episode? Oh, just like sort of new footage um, yeah. or like her death from a different angle or something. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think there's a ton of potential with it. And it almost makes me sad that it's a probably like a six episode show. I feel like they could stretch it and make it 10, but still make it a one season, one and done. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think all of it looks awesome. I mean, the the action looks really cool. The Jedi, the the Inquisitors look so Mm -hmm. cool. They brought Um, back the Duel of Fates. Goosebumps (laughs) when that played. Uh, No shot of darth vader in this trailer though just the just the audio at the end mm-hmm. it, you know what's funny is i saw tiktok and the guy was like oh my god that's darth vader and i played it like three times and i couldn't pick it up but then like two days ago i watched it again and I, it was almost as clear as day and i yeah. was like oh okay good stuff vader's in this show oh, yeah. <laughs> um at least the threat of vader which that's that's kind of better than Vader itself because they can't botch that. If he's just kind of looming there. I want to pose. Yeah. I want to pose the question to you and to the people. What do you think here? So they've advertised heavily that Hayden Christensen is returning to play Darth Vader. Hayden Christensen wasn't Darth Vader before. Well, I mean, so if you want to get technical. Yeah. Let's yeah, get, let's get technical. <laughs> so for like, I mean, the second half or whatever of Revenge of the Sith, that was Hayden Christensen playing Darth Vader. Darth Vader. I'm wondering, I mean, it in Revenge of the Sith, you see the process of him being rescued by mm-hmm. Palpatine and getting the suit put on. I'm wondering how much of the first, like, I guess maybe episode or two is just a recovering Anakin and then building the suit for him. I don't know. If there's overlap, or are we picking up after all of that when he becomes Darth Vader? Like, do you think we're going to get a lot of helmetless Darth Vader? I don't. Hmm. It just not, the question why they're advertising so heavily. Like, Hayden Christensen hey, is in this show. If he's going to be, you know, behind the mask the whole time. Yeah, I mean, with what they're doing with CG, I feel like they could just as easily have it be basically like unseen interaction between. Obi-Wan and Anakin, not necessarily Darth Vader. Oh, almost like flashback stuff? Yeah. Ooh, I like that. That'd be that'd be tight. Shouts to uh shouts to Jojo. Dude, she's just wild. Side, side pivot on backdoor cover, uh, the podcast that Micah hosts, friend of the program. I think it's Brad Key, his co-host. Yeah. His dog just absolutely mobs in the background of like every episode. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. At this point, they've just leaned into it and considered his dog like the fourth co-host of that, that show. That's funny. It's so funny. Um, yeah, man. I, I just think it looks kick-ass. I'm, ex- mm-hmm. I'm super excited. Before, I was, I think, pretty level excited. Like, yeah, I'm excited for Obi-Wan. I mean, I- I've always liked Ewan McGregor, but I haven't been like clamoring for this. Mm-hmm. But now that I've seen footage and he looks like he hasn't day, aged a day, uh, and maybe or, or maybe that's some of the CG talking, but yeah. he generally looks pretty good. It looks appropriately aged since they're a little they're a little bit outside, sort of like between the actors' time periods. Like, okay, he can look as old as he wants. He's had a stressful life as well, so yeah, <laughs> he hasn't had exactly a, a, an easy go of it. Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah, I mean that's that's Obi Wan, guys. It, it comes out on Disney Plus May twenty fifth, with us, which I believe is the like fortieth or forty second anniversary of the original Star Wars movie. I, my math isn't cr- completely correct, but I know it's an anniversary of A New Hope. Okay. Uh, so that's that's kind of oh, that was seventy seven. Yes, that'd be forty five. Okay, so that yeah. was the reasoning I think behind missing the May fourth 
like May the 4th be with you date and moving mm -hmm. it to that date. But May yep. 4th as it is, is going to be crowded with Moon Knight and Doctor Strange comes out that weekend. So I think mm -hmm. maybe they wanted it to have its own kind of hype. Let it breathe a little bit. Maybe actually to go to circle back even more, maybe uh, just us not super big Shazam heads are missing some super big day in uh, Shazam lore that uh, the new date that December 13th is. Oh yeah, I don't know. <laughs> maybe that's a maybe that's an important day for Shazam. I don't know. I will make this quick comment. I thought of it after we had already moved on. The director of Shazam tw Two tweeted when that news came. He like quote tweeted the article and said like James Cameron shivering in his boots right now, <laughs> just completely leaning into the fact that he's probably shivering in his boots right now. Just funny. Just plain funny. Right. Um, comedy. So, guys, that's it. What did what, you think of the Obi Wan trailer? What did you think of the Inquisitor? What did you think of the the Darth Vader audio there at the end? I don't anticipate because the show. I guess they could release like one more trailer like mid April just to kind of give a full blown. I'm sure they'll give us a look at Darth Vader in the full trailer, but this was kind of like teaser stuff, right? Probably a May the Fourth release. I would assume that'd be good. That'd be good. It'd yeah. be dope if they played like TV trailers and theaters. Could be it'd be so sick to be seeing Doctor Strange yep. and have like an Obi-Wan trailer. Like you gotta think that theater's gonna pop off. Dude, it, it's it's the right crowd to do it in for sure. Absolutely. And if you haven't, it's like, well, it's it's here and it looks good. So Yep. There it is. Okay, folks, let us know what you think of the trailer. Are you excited? Where's your hype level at? You excited for Vader? Let us know. Tag us on social media and let's talk about it. The hit a big scratcher from the Virginia Lottery could be a big hit for you. The game gives you the chance to win up to $1 million. Virginia Lottery Scratchers. Every day wins. Visit a lottery retailer near you. For odds and more information, visit VALottery.com. Moving on to Turning Red. Turning Red, guys, is a newest installment in Pixar Matt. I can't wait. I know you didn't get a chance to catch this one this weekend, but I'm really excited to talk to you about it. And you don't even have had to see the movie to really know. So this movie is Pixar's ballsiest move yet. Mm -hmm. um, people are divided. Critics of course love it because anything Pixar does is, is pretty good. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot of upset parents at this movie. And within watching the movie, after about 15 minutes went by, I'm thinking, oh, I see why. I don't care personally, but I can see why. But anyway, before I get to that, real quick, Turning Red came out on exclusively on Disney+, Plus, which I also have a comment about that as well. Um, but Turning Red is about a 13-year-old girl named Mei Lin who turns into a giant red panda whenever she loses control of her emotions. Uh, the movie is directed by Domi Shi, and it stars a Rosalie Chiang, uh, Sandra Oh, Ava Morse, and a bunch of other actors and actresses. Very authentic uh, cast here. All of this movie takes place in like in Canada, but in a, in a town in in. Sorry, I can't speak. My mind is. <laughs> Too fast and my mouth isn't moving fast enough. Uh, it takes place in Toronto, and but there's it, it kind of focuses on like the Asian population of Toronto. Sure, and Matt, you would actually really like this movie because you really like anime and yeah. the art style of this movie. Like, there's a lot of moments where like the characters will get excited and their eyes will do the wide, like sparkly eyed thing that you know you see. Hell in, yeah! Like anime like properties and stuff, and that's a really cool aspect. I. When they did it, I was like, oh, they did a thing. <laughs> um, like real fast cuts between scenes. Like it's got total anime like kind of design and feel to it. It's it's really cool. Nice. Um, so first off, this was released on Disney Plus. My big question here, why? <laughs> uh Spider-Man killed it in theaters. Encanto killed it in theaters. Batman killed it in theaters. Why wasn't Turning Red released in theaters? I looked a little into it, and Pixar is furious 
they they feel like their films should be deserving of a theatrical release. And Disney ultimately has the decision to make that choice. It's not Pixar. I, I, I read up on it. And when Marvel, like when Disney announces like, hey, Mulan is on Disney Plus for a $30 fee, that's Disney's decision. That's not mm-hmm. the studio itself. Like it's Black Widow. Yeah. Released on Disney Plus. That's Disney's choice, not Marvel's. It's the distribution decision, not the creators. Right. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of people are upset about it being released on Disney Plus, uh, especially when people are getting out back to the theaters. I mean, Batman's already around a half a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, at this point, you're, you're just wondering why they're doing that to Pixar. Um, I don't know. No clue. But, I, I mean... Could it be the do they see the parents thing uprising? So yeah, let's let's talk about that. Not uprising. That's very aggressive. <laughs> the uh, the disappointment in a lot of parents. So Matt, this movie, down to its core, you know, all Disney movies have like a message or something that's trying to talk about. This movie is about periods, okay, and puberty, and this little girl, you know, discovers. This isn't necessarily spoilers. I think it's in a trailer, but her fam she discovers her family has this long history and her ancestry. You know, they would summon mystical powers to turn into a giant red panda to fend off enemies back, you know, in the Stone Age or whatever. And it is a curse or a blessing, however they want to think about it, um, that follows their family and every girl in their family. And when she discovers this red panda, there's a lot of jokes. She's like, oh, my God. She, you know, she discovers who she is. You know, classic, oh, my God, mm-hmm. what am I? Runs into the bathroom screaming things like there's so much red. It's so red. Oh, my God. Mom and dad peeking in saying it's time to give her the talk. There's a, and the, They do that the whole movie. And mm-hmm. he, as a 25-year-old male, never have had a period I thought it was funny because I saw what they were going for. And I took it as, oh, they're throwing jokes in for the adults. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not just like a Disney, a subtle Disney movie thing where they kind of throw in a joke here and there to kind of get the parents to cl- chuckle. The whole movie yeah. is just about. Be- and part of it is nice. I mean, it, it's like, you know, becoming a young woman, kind of coming into your own self, this whole process, mm-hmm. you know, becoming your own person. But a lot of people are pissed about the the fact that this is Disney's edgiest in quotation marks movie yet and there's a lot of people upset about it and I, I don't know because they make the argument oh I'm taking my seven-year-old daughter to this I I, I don't want but I don't know I mean how do you read how do you read that what what do you think I mean I think that there should be i don't know maybe not like a warning that's not really like the right thing but i feel like that you know as people that are pretty like plugged in to that like that's a surprise to me um that that was kind of like the focus of it i you know feel like that that can be like up to the decision of the parents about when they want to educate that about that but i mean the end of the day, it's a part of life. So, like, they're going to have to talk about it at some point if it's a little earlier than they want, spurned on by, you know, was it, was the movie at least good, like, outside of that, or was it too, like, distracting? To I mean, you? The, the first, like, 30 to 40 minutes probably focused in on all that stuff. It was probably an hour and 30 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought the movie was cute, man. I mean, it, it was, I, I enjoyed it. At first, I was like, oh, I'm not sure if this is made. For me, yeah. But as Which, I mean, on, if that's the central issue of it, then it definitely wasn't made for you, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, but by the end of it, I I thought like oh, I like that. I'm not going to go above and beyond and say that it's one of Pixar's best. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I think I I'll give it a B plus. Like it was enjoyable. It was worth my time, and it's worth your time. Sure. Um, especially with the cool filmmaking decisions with like anime and and that kind of art style. I'd, I'm curious to hear if, if you watch it, uh, what you think about it and everything. Yeah. But um, I got a, I got one more question from what you, what I've heard about it. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about a period of time that you lived in being a far, far back period enough to set movies in now? The early 2000s. 
Oh, I know. <laughs> and there's a lot of people just nitpicking the movie about that too, about like how there's some things that exist in the movie that you're like, that, di- that didn't exist in like 2002. Eh, it's Canada. Like it's a little bit different there. They're just built different over there. Yeah, definitely. Shout. But they're doing like things like just stupid stuff. Like there's a scene where someone's like texting and they're like, LOL and like five emojis. And it's like, well, if you want to nitpick at something like that, we were, th- we were sending smiley faces and stuff yeah. to each other. We weren't I mean, sending we emojis. Were, we, were young, we, were, but... we were sending emoticons. That's it. That's it. <laughs> what was your uh, favorite one? I always like the one, the capital B and then the, the thing to make him look like he was wearing sunglasses. Oh yeah. I do like that. I liked the, um, I always liked the full blown, like wildly, uh, attempted ones where it's like a full-blown like body and it's just yeah like face and then like the stick hands are doing something <laughs> weird. I, I think that was uh or that funny but some of the movie's worst reviews like i'm looking at on twitter like currently it sits at a 95 percent critics course yeah uh, and then 66 percent audience score um uh, yeah, and there's this whole message, of course, like about being becoming your own woman, becoming your own person, kind of like this movie has suffer not doesn't suffer, but it's got that storyline of like your parent, th- this girl's parents have a path in mind for her, and because she wants to break out of that, she uh, first, of course, is seen by her parents as this, you know, disobedient like not well-behaved kid that's trying to break off and not do, you know, blah, 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 blah. And there's a ton of stuff in here that says like not appropriate for kids. It teaches kids that it's okay to disobey your parents. That's, that's, that's reading into it too much. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I can sort of see like if it's, that's a takeaway that people are having plus about a subject they weren't potentially ready to talk about, like with, as a family, like I could see why a lot of people would be upset, but it's like, it's a movie. They're a kid. It's a part of life. It's going to happen. You're going to have to talk about it at some point. Yeah. Boy, girl, whatever. (laughs) You're going to have to talk about it at some point. Right. This, this last negative review and then we'll move on, but it says this story is very targeted to a specific audience. And if you don't fall in that category, this film is not for you. I had to turn it off after 10 minutes after I saw the main character drawing fan fiction as a 13-year-old. It's true. That did happen. It left me uncomfortable that a 13-year-old was doing this in a Pixar movie. Overall, I would rather watch Cars 2. Oh. Sheesh. I would watch this movie far and away 100 times over than watch Cars 2. <laughs> um, but there, there is – that's another thing I think I laughed about because she, she has this crush on this boy – and she starts like doodling him and stuff. She wasn't drawing like explicitly like explicit. Yeah. So these people are just overreacting. They're just nitpicking to nitpick at this point. She was drawing a dreamy boy, like yeah, yeah. Like heart eyes and stuff. Like, who Chill are you? Out. Why are you so upset? This is a Disney movie. For yeah. Sure. Um. So yeah, I mean, overall though, I mean, animation style was great. I liked the message it conveyed there at the end. I kind of liked the more. I don't want to say mature, but like those kind of undertones about like showing like, I mean, this stuff isn't represented in like kids animated movies that much. So like young kids Mm -hmm. can see this and they'll think like, this is going to happen to me. And, you know, it's, it it, kind of tackles that whole subject in a way that I thought was fine. I I did not see a problem with it. Um, It's on Disney plus you can watch it for free. There's no fee associated. I think it's worth a watch. I I I really do. I don't know if it's going to be in the top 10 this year. Probably not. But it, I mean, it's not bad by any means. Yeah, that's I'm, I'm in. I think you I think you sold me if only uh, by talking about its quality, but also just uh, so I can weigh in on the controversy. Absolutely. And I know nice. I know you'll really like the animation, like little tributes to anime they throw in there. Yeah, I, I think you'll really appreciate that. You'll just find me on all the parenting subreddits, just telling people what to do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so the last main topic we've got today is to talk about a movie that came out onto Netflix this weekend, and that movie is called The Adam Project. Now, The Adam Project, of course, comes out or came out on Netflix 
uh, over the weekend. It stars Ryan Reynolds, Walter Scobell, Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Garner, Zoe Saldana, and a few others. Uh, the movie clocks in right around an hour and 46 minutes, and it is about a time-traveling pilot teaming up with his younger self and his late father to come to terms with his past while saving the future. Uh, directed by Sean Levy, the guy who I believe directed Free Guy. Uh, no, sorry, my bad. He directed Arrival, and he's done a lot of directing in Stranger Things as well. I the think he did I'm do Free of, Guy. Oh, he did do Free Guy. My bad, I'm sorry. Um, and he's also attached, this was just announced over the weekend, he's, he is attached to direct Deadpool 3. Oh, okay. Um, so him and my, Ryan Reynolds are just crushing stuff together. Just, um, just bumping hella elbows. They are. Uh, so, so at first, Matt, when I turned this on, I thought, oh, this oh, is going to be really good. And then the first 30 minutes went away. And then there's this stretch of about 40 minutes in the middle of the movie that I was just so bored in. I, um, I, I agree. And I think in that same 40 minute stretch, um, my, my eyes might have closed for a little <laughs> bit. And then I woke up and was, did not miss a thing. Nope. <laughs> I was, it was okay to keep going. And, uh, yeah, so that's not a great sign. No. Um, I think the main problem with this movie, man, is I was thinking about it today and I couldn't think of anything about the movie. It is maybe the most forgettable movie I've seen in a while. It's it's up there. Something that stuck with me was that you're pretty much only told that these people like love each other and get over their issues with each other. But why is everyone so mean to each other? <laughs> yeah, everybody Just is constantly. rude to each other like these guys are all family and, and whatnot but they just roast each other at yeah. all times and that's their quote-unquote comedic relief and i've said it before yeah. i'll say it again this movie at first i was like okay they're gonna avoid doing that but no sadly even the 10 year old version of him does it oh, just man. he's ryan reynolding yeah and god man it's okay for him to Ryan Reynolds when he's doing Deadpool. But I think when Deadpool worked, he was like, cool. People like that sarcastic, witty, quick comeback sense of humor. I'm going to use it in every role. I Everything. Play. Yep. And that's what he does here. And I think that it takes away from the movie. And I think some of the stuff, some of the aspects of the movie are really cool, but then the rest just bogs down of just boring and uneventful. And then, like the last 30 minutes I was entertained in the first mm -hmm. 30 minutes I was entertained, but just that middle chunk lost me, man. I think when I sent you guys my score the other day, I put it a B plus, but the more I thought about it today, I'm right there with you, man. I, I I'm giving it a C like this movie is just fine. It's like just fine. I feel like it probably was pieced together from like a few different like edits of it because only like a few times they have like the sort of Guardians of the Galaxy, like sort of comedic action back to like some classic rock. Like they do that like a few times and that like kind of works. The Ryan Reynolds, like you were talking quippy humor, that kind of works, but not as much. Um, the, the heartfelt family stuff um, kind of, but doesn't really work. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. You make, like they just made time travel so boring. That's and the big issue. I feel like we live in a world where time travel, like especially with Endgame, I mean, they made time travel fun and interesting. Yep. And maybe that's biased because we were with those characters for 10 years before. But I mean, they made it easy to, they don't explain it at all. In this movie, they just like start opening portals and jumping through time and space. Just all hand waving, all hand waving, which I think is okay. Like thinking about like Back to the Future, they don't go super into the mechanics, but they sort of set up so that the time travel has payoff where it's like you see the mayor, you see the, you know, whatever. And then you go back in time and it's like, oh, the bus boy has you know, big plans for the city. He wants to be the mayor. And there's like other sort of 
small things like that to notice. But like this movie is just so. I don't know, man. I so know. I don't even know what the best like comparison for it is. It's like a little bit stranger things with like the the kid and kind of the mysterious technology. It's kind of like, it, you know what? I think that's it. I think it's stranger things, but just with no heart. <laughs> that's a really good way to put it. Yeah. I just, I really like Ryan Reynolds and I really wanted to like this. And I mean, Mark Ruffalo even just felt forced, like his whole interaction. Like I thought his performance was fine. Yeah. I just like didn't buy the relationship with like him and his sons or his son. Yeah. Same person. Spoiler. Yeah, spoiler. <laughs> well, whatever. I uh, I did love to see the thirteen going on thirty reunion of Ruffalo and Gardner. There's there's a lot of fan theories out there that suggest this is the unofficial sequel to Thirteen Going on Thirty. You know, don't hate it. I, I don't hate that theory, but every other theory about this movie I hate because, I mean. I mean, they're just, it just feels like they took things from other movies that worked and were like, let's do that. Like, they took the, somebody dies in another universe, so they disintegrate thing from Loki. Right. They took the staff thing that is basically a lightsaber, but isn't. (laughs) Uh, and, And the kid, the main character in the movie even says, like, that's a lightsaber. Yeah. So the movie's also, like, somewhat self aware, too. Like, just kind of weird vibes all around for this movie. I really wanted to like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the one part that I thought was like actually pretty clever was that the, the way the villain is dispatched, like at the very end, mm-hmm. I liked that a lot. I was like, ha science. That's really yep. good. Finally, the, for the first time. And it's in the last two minutes of the movie. <laughs> Finally, something makes sense. And it's the way that the, they're going to just kill the bad guy. They, they had to make it make sense somehow. Mm-hmm. And then the very last scene as well was also really good. I think that was like Ryan Reynolds, like doing his, his best, like him sort of utilized correctly. Right. Right. Like, and I feel like this movie had like really great. I mean, like Zoe Saldana, Mark Ruffalo, even mm-hmm. Jennifer Gardner, Jennifer just Garner. wasted the cast is a fantastic, but yeah. the movie just felt it's just another fumble from Ryan Reynolds, in my opinion, man. Free Guy was better than this movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I enjoyed Free Guy in, in comparison here. Free Guy was far and away better than this movie. Free Guy had a lot more unique ideas than I feel like this movie did. Yeah, I mean, they took... Each character basically drove a ship that almost looked like a carbon copy of the Guardians of the Galaxy ships. Yeah. It just feels like they just took a bunch of stuff and was like, let's throw elements from all kinds of sci-fi nostalgic movies and throw it in this and it'll work, right? Yeah, I feel like they wanted to have like a bunch more like other properties attached to this, but they just like tried to like make it into like all these other different ideas. Or it's like, they, it's like, okay, we'll write it to leave it open so that if like Marvel or whoever wants to attach like a property to it, we can, you know, workshop it. But then it never did. So we just got like, walmart brand science fiction (laughs) that's the and you know what i just made the title for this episode but i'm going back (laughs) the title of this episode is going to be angry pixar parents and walmart science fiction or what what did you say walmart what walmart brand or like great value sam's choice not even sam's choice (laughs) that's that's where we're at man that's I think I settled around a C because at one point I gave it a C plus and I thought, no, that's still too high. I I just felt like this is just a meh. Yeah, but like, I don't know. Stuff was like annoying, but it's still like the CG still looks pretty good. There was some action and, you know, the cast, you can't expect to, them to do too bad of a job. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's kind of it. I mean, if you want to talk about pros, is the cast is fine. Action looked good. I mean, the special effects, there was never a moment where I was like, that looks horrible. Yeah. Um, and then... The few uh, music uh, mm-hmm. needle drops in there were pretty good. It almost felt like it was filmed by James Gunn in certain yeah. scenes. Like, slow-mo action shots followed by, like, 70s or 80s classic rock. Yep. So... Guys, I think, does that pretty much sum it up on the Adam Project? 
I mean, we went longer than I thought we would on it. Just talking about how little there is to say about it uh, goes kind of a long way. I mean, whatever way we are have to boil our point down, I guess the, I guess that that works. So, <laughs> the folks, in summary, Obi Wan is awesome. Turning red is worth it. And the Adam Project, you could skip this one, I think. Look for it in the on-sale bin at Walmart. <laughs> if it wasn't on, if it wasn't on Netflix. <laughs> Even though it's on Netflix, they're going to give it straight to DVD treatment and put it in the on-sale bin or the, the two-for-seven bin. There you go. <laughs> so that's kind of where we're at here, guys. Um, next week, I know there's not much, if any, like new like releases, um, but I made no- mention, I think, the other day of – HBO released this documentary about the Mm -hmm. whole Reddit stock thing. I thought that'd be pretty cool to check out. Definitely. Um, I think that's it. I mean, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll have some good stuff for you guys for next week. Yeah, that's Uh, that's on us. We'll we'll get it figured out. Yeah, that's that's our job. Your job is to (laughs) subscribe, tell a friend. Ooh, love that transition. Yeah, and uh, follow us on social media. That's all we need from you. We just. We just want your support. I mean, this is 280 episodes. Clearly, we enjoy doing this. Love it. So, yeah. Tell a friend. uh, Watch Turning Red. And ignore The Atom Project. (laughs) Because it would all... I think I'm putting it a little too... It wasn't, like, laughably bad. It was just, like... I think a few weeks ago, we saw a trailer and we're like, this looks good. The the idea is great but it's they made time travel so boring now i'll close this out on a comment that i think will even make you happy matt is sure this movie gets lumped into another movie who i think the trailers were far better than the movie itself and that was for uh the highly anticipated at the time batman versus superman dawn of justice it's not that bad trailers for this movie and for that movie both made those movies look kick-ass and they were just meh i gotcha i gotcha so guys with that said we'll see you guys next week and until then stay safe and i don't know keep boogieing i guess i don't know keep on boogieing keep on boogieing that's right The hit a big scratcher from the Virginia Lottery could be a big hit for you. The game gives you the chance to win up to $1 million. Virginia Lottery Scratchers. Every day wins. Visit a lottery retailer near you. For odds and more information, visit VALottery.com.